It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. This podcast is brought to you by Frank Strong's Brewed Like Beer, Tastes Like Lemonade. Craft Brewed Alcoholic Lemonade. Welcome to the Thinker Girls Pod channel. I am Stacey June. And I am Christy Mercer. Hello. This, this is the 411, the Thinker Girls 411, where we dissect whatever is going on in the world that we find interested. Pop culture, fashion, today, television. Oh, yeah, girl. It is time to talk about the show that everybody's talking about, Maths. Married at First Sight. Mm. And you, my friend? I want to talk about Queer Eye. It's dropped on Netflix and who would have thought? I need to tell you how I found Queer Eye and it was not through myself or my Netflix suggested emails, which, P.S., I have thought about unsubscribing to on several times, but I do find them quite helpful. I was going to say, as if you have time to read those. Yeah, but I like them. I'm like, thanks. (laughs) It's so curated to my needs. Uh, Thank you for those of you that have given us a review or subscribed to the Thinker Girls Pod channel. As you may or may not know, we are here every week dropping all different shows for you. This week, Tanya Hennessy joined us on the show uh, and last week, writer and actor Jess Harris. So do go back through the episodes and have a listen and let us know what you think. But if you make sure you subscribe, you will not miss an episode. There will be a few right across the week as soon as they pop up. Um, it'll just rock up in your phone. Yes, yes, yes. Spotify, iTunes, or of course, thethinkergirls.com.au. Okay, I have a lot of maths questions and I just want to do a really quick disclaimer that if you're not a maths fan, I am not either. So I have... I've got an. I want to ask questions about what the phenomena is yeah, to a okay. person that has just newly found it. Right. But see, the thing is, surely even if you don't watch it, have you noticed people talking about it? Because I don't know what it is, but in particular, well, I just called it a phenomena. The last couple of weeks, especially, I just feel like wherever I go, like my sister was here visiting, she's like, all she's talking about is maths. And then I went, we went out for um, a mate's birthday dinner. They were all talking about maths because they were spewing that they were, you know, that it was a friend's birthday and they were going out for dinner because they were going to miss Married at First Sight. It's on how many nights a week is it It's on? on like now five nights a week, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I've only come in, I reckon, in the last like two weeks that I've, it, it's before like throughout the whole season been kind of on in the background. But I find these shows... It's not until you get like really in the thick of things, which has been the last couple of weeks, where you get to know the people, the couples, the storylines start to get really juicy. And I feel like there's always one or two couples that become the main ones, the main stories for that season. Um, and that's where we've landed over the last couple of weeks, where there has been a bit of a love triangle that Dean and Tracy. Hang on. Okay. So Dean and Tracy are the. They're the, the ones topics. that everybody is talking about. Right. You know, the whole cheating scandal thing. That's no, what everyone's... Okay, I don't. Right. I've heard about it. But how do you get a scandal? This is what I think happens. And I don't know if other people that don't watch it are thinking this too. I don't know if I'm the only person left in Australia not watching it. But I imagine that there's an episode where they film two people like at each the different houses before they get married, that they don't know each other. Then they meet at that wedding yeah. and then get married on that day. Yeah. 
But how well, I mean, can there the, be it? But that's the first episode. That's how it all starts. Oh, but then it, they continue following them. Yeah. Oh. That's the whole show, bro. It's married at first sight. So the first, like, the that is what happens at the very beginning of but the then, season. So then do they move in together? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they do, oh they do like, homestays. So now, so, yeah, that's what happened on, so Monday night's episode. It was over to the guy's house. The You know, they were staying at the, the, the guy's houses and some of them were very gross sidebar but they were meeting you know the family members and the mother-in-laws and all that kind of stuff well I don't know there were just some like freaky looking dooners and stuff you know like on those shows where it gets leaked where they're like they've rented this luxury apartment remember they said that on The Bachelor it came out that all these people when they went and did the homestay and met the family they weren't actually their real family homes because their family homes were like oh bit dodge so oh, they're like let's rent out this airbnb place and pretend that they live here yeah i happens. feel like they sh- they almost should have I done remember, this and married at first sight well a publicist friend of mine that were did publicity for radio yeah would go and get furniture and replace really? furniture at people's houses because you get those those uh spreads in magazine like the sunday magazine mm. that's like at home with yeah they would put things in there specifically for those shoots really mm. like i know it happens but then to have it confirmed you're like well think about it they're coming to your betrayed. house now are you letting them photograph everything as is? absolutely yeah. not well no. i am i've got nothing to hide here no nah, it's quite a nice pad it is a nice pad but there's the personal shit around don't like wouldn't you would you want to leave your affirmations out from the door Oh, yeah. You know true. what I mean? You'd be, clean, you'd be tidying it up, wouldn't you? <laughs> you'd yeah, do a quick a tidy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what do you want to ask before I get to the love triangle BS that's gone down? Why are there other couples? So they're following different couples yeah. at the same time? That couple, so that I think there's, I should check exactly how many couples there are, but I think there's like, say, eight couples that all get married at the very start of the season. Then it's following along their lives. It's not centered around one storyline. So this is where the scandals come in, right? Over the last couple of weeks, they have this commitment ceremony where I reckon they've taken this, stolen this from Survivor, but they write down on a piece of paper whether they stay or whether they leave their husband or their wife. And what they can do is they have actually got the phone number and Davina. And um, old mate had started texting each other. Hang so, on, whoa! So they can do a not... swap. It's Hang like, on, but when you say they write down to stay or leave, where who's seeing that? And what like what's that? So they to do all with sit around all of the couples, so they can swap couples. So that's where the controversies come in. That there's two couples, right? There's Ryan and Davina. He's the tradie, the guy from Arubra. Remember, one of our friends said it was a bit, a bit of a creep on Bumble. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Guy. He never yeah, wrote that's back. Him. That's him. Yeah, right. Anyway, anyway, he and Davina are together, right? He's like fully in love with her. He's just an unsuspecting tradie. He's pretty simple, Simon, this yeah, dude. Right. And she's like a bit of a bitch to him. She's like, I want something more, right? Then she he- wants something more, but she's on this show. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> then Dean and. Well, she wanted Dean. Then Dean and Tracy are together, right? So there's two out of the however many couples, eight to ten couples, two of these couples, the guy from this couple, a.k.a. Dean, and the chick from this couple, a.k.a. Davina, were planning on running away together. So they were like, let's ditch old mate Ryan. Yep, let's ditch old mate Tracy and let's just be together. So when did so this go were, down? So this went down on uh, Sunday night's episode. That was where it all went down, where where Dean had kind of been going behind Tracy's back 
She had no idea. She's the one with like the really big Botox And at lips. this point, why you keep, yeah, I, I'm sure I'm just you're saying it for people. Factors, yeah, because you know? I've got no idea who these people are. She kind of stays like this. Right. So if they come on to get married, like how, how well are they knowing the group? Do you know what I mean? So how much time are they spending together? So if they all come on to get married as couples, right? Yeah. And then they go off and live their separate lives. What activities are they doing where they're hanging out together for them to know that they want to swap? Well, they have these like commitment ceremony things on the reg. Oh, so they all go to each other's weddings. No, they don't go to each other's weddings, but they all have these like group meetups where all of the um, contestants, all of the couples are together. So they get to mingle and kind of flirt with each other. And Dean and Davina started kind of flirting with each other because they don't so get what, any like a say. Thing. Yeah, they don't get any say over who they're marrying at the very start. Like and all of they- the experts match them based on their likes, their interests, what, you know, or after psychoanalyzing and them. And do they meet each other before they know who they're going to marry? No. They walk down the aisle, see their husband or their wife for the first time, and then and then the they're group. married. And then yeah, they, and meet, then the they meet the group later. Because how awful if you were to all have drinks, right? And you're like, you're hot, I'm into you. But then you're you're marrying someone else, even though you know there's another person in the group that you I like. Think that's, I think what is actually happening on the show is worse. You're married and then you meet them at the drinks after and you're like, Oh, Davina's really hot. I've got way more in common with her than well, I do with Tracy. Well, of course, and th- there's no way you would get married if that was the case. So say, I mm. I like Joe Blow over here, but I have to marry st- Scuba Dive Steve. Yeah, Steve sounds and, like a real tosser. Yeah, and I then <laughs> like Joe Blow. I'm like, no, I want to marry Joe Blow. There's no way I'm walking down the aisle to marry Scuba Dive Steve on national television. Anyway, Dean is the world's biggest douche, right? Because he has then convinced Davina that he's going to run away with her. She turns over her card and puts Poor old mate Trady Ryan Marubra pants is shattered. He has no idea. So she does it in front leave. of everyone. Yes, because they were. They oh, had this, this is back to the card as were, thing. As they were mingling, they said, "Yep, it's on." He's like, "I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave Tracy for you." This is on. Oh We're going to be together. It's ridiculous. You just got, you're so sexy. And they didn't <laughs> kiss, but it was very intimate. She had her head like kind of in the nook of his armpit and he's like, kiss, kiss her on the head. That's when you know things, shit's intimate. I almost feel like getting a, a kiss on the forehead is more intimate than getting kissed on the lips, don't you think? Yeah, I see what yeah. you mean there. You Except I mean? unless it's your dad. Oh, yeah. Because if your dad, as an adult, is still kissing on the forehead, that's also a bit weird. It's I don't a, think my dad's It's such a little girl thing. Like, I'm watching Mad Men at the moment and all of the daughter-father relationships are very, like, formal. Ooh. Like, it's like, I'll kiss you on the head. Oh, no. Do you know what I mean? But that, but when I saw him peck her on the head, kind of, like the forehead, and I was like, oh, this is, I almost felt like that was worse than them hooking up. There's got to be some psychology into the kiss on the head. Like, is that a bit of a power play? Maybe it is. Like a bit of a, you're a little girl, I'm the powerful man. Well, I don't know the characters, the but could that work for this Yes, Dean because guy? He, he's a douche. He, they call him like the alpha male. Well, there you go. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. How have I even been able to psychoanalyze someone I've never seen? But hang on, isn't your boyfriend kissing you on the head? And you wouldn't go that he's like, ooh, douchebaggy. Uh, I don't he's not an say alpha on male. the head the way you're describing. It, it sounds like a priest at an altar. Like, anyway. do you know what I mean? Like you're bowing kind <laughs> of, or you're like, you're kind of, I don't know, like some kind of, it, it sounds very formal. What you're describing. Okay, so this is what happens. So then Dean does, a, from that from that point, when okay, he's like, so yep, 
Let's be together. Big lips has turned the thing and she's like, see you later, nice guy. I'm out of here. No, right? the big lips is Tracy. <laughs> Poor Tracy's the one that's been wronged for oh, the second so time. She's like, I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I just feel so sorry for her. She's a space cadet, but she's in her own world because she needs to survive. <laughs> Oh, God, this okay, poor so, bitch. Okay, so Big Lips is on, doesn't know she's on the outer yet. Yeah, she's been cheated Davina on. is the one that's out. Of, of and you know, what, you know what's happened? Then Davina then goes over to of Big course, Lips and yeah. goes, yeah. you should leave Dean. <laughs> tries to be a good friend and tries to plant the seed in Big Lips' head that she should bail oh. so she can then be with Dean. That's crafty. Do you know what I mean? It's like me getting in and being like, you know what, you and Ben, I mean, it's good, but. Is it? Really? <laughs> and then next minute, he's kissing me on the head. <laughs> Don't say that. Oh, my God. That's sick. That is sick. But it's evil. That How is evil. So hang on. Now, what happened to alpha male kiss on the forehead blow? <laughs> so Did alpha he male, okay, flip his card or douche, what? Douche me. <laughs> yeah. So he comes back and then he does his big backflip. And then he's begging for mercy, like tries to spin it where Davina is like to be the, the no. red the red woman. Oh, and the he's Vixen, like, yeah. I really want to be with you, Tracy, though. Let me make it up to you for the second time. Tracy then What do you takes mean for him, the second time? Because he's already rolled her another time. I just feel like her self, When did he roll her another time? Her self-worth, her self-worth is just so low that she's just like, yeah, I'm going to give him – like she pretended to – I feel like she didn't even really crack. She cracked it at him, was upset. She said she was blindsided, blindsided. And then anyway, she took him back. And then, oh, the and episode. And what happened to the nice guy, Marubra? What well, is he just not on it now? Nah, because they both they both need to say leave for them to both leave the show. Oh, Christ. So now they're trapped in a bad marriage <laughs> on television. This is not. It's a, bit, I, it's a bit sick, but I need to tell you what Alpha Male did on Monday night's episode. To try and make it up to big lips. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, almost. But I'm almost ready to move on. So it better be good. He took, well, first up, they did this like five-minute montage of him making her a coffee. He's like, I really, you know, I'm making the coffee just the way Tracy likes it. Um, you know, I've got a lot of making up to do. And I was like, if she likes instant coffee, that's already wrong. Like he had the if plunger. If you can make it at home. Plunger, oh. you know, Dal, I'm going to leave this. You know, there's a juice. I'm like, Dal, how long have they been I, together? It's just like... It just he just made out that he was giving her a ninety minute full body massage and you know treating her to like gold flaked a meal or something. It's just made a but coffee. I'm like, you just made a freaking coffee yeah. and poured a juice, bro. And she was yeah. like, "This is so lovely, thank you." And they've had sex, PS, because they they were like not going to sleep together. But why wouldn't they have? Because they're married. But they're not. Well, they're married. But do you know it's not an official marriage? Slide bar. It's oh. just a commitment ceremony. Right. But anyway, so then he and then he goes. Now I've I've got a big day of plans. I'm going to go out there and you know I'll be back. I've got, got a big day of making up to do to you, Tracy. You know I'm really sorry. And For she's our like, three week relationship. So then he takes her skateboarding <laughs> because he likes oh, skateboarding. I need to see a photo of this douche. He likes skateboarding. So then he puts a helmet on her, knee pads, arm pads, and she's hating her life. She's like, I hate this. I'm so uncoordinated. And he, his idea of making it up to her. Oh, my God. After, he's got the blockest head I've ever seen. After cheating on he her. He's a blockhead. He's taking her to an activity he knows that she will hate, but because he likes to do it. I know what's going on with these two. I've never watched the show, but I reckon they both imagined that they would be together with a person like each other. 
Does that make sense? What do you mean? Like she, they look like they belong together in a picture. Do you know what I mean? You know, when everybody has an idea of who you're supposed to end up with or who you will end Looks up with. Wise. Yeah. Like Big Lips is thinking she will end up with a blockhead bloke. Yeah. I've and got blockhead mates, yeah. bloke is thinking he's ending up with pretty Big Lips girl. Big boobs, massive, massive boobs. boobs, big boobs, but just very a lot of enhancements, very done princess. I've got a kind lot of, of mates that are into blockheads though, and I reckon the ones that love the blockheads won't end up with blockheads. That's my point. Yeah. Well, I think these two look like they could be together, but do you know what I mean? Like he has he flipped sh- on the other chick because I think deep down he's like, nah, this is the girl I'm supposed to be with. I reckon they look like. They think they should be together. It's like he's a 13-year-old boy man. Well, what he's other a boy men man. does anyone expect to be on this show? You know what? I'm intrigued by boy men. They're hiding everywhere. Aren't they? Yeah. But he's they not hiding, everywhere. bro. He's like on his skate. He's on a skateboard with like a backwards cap. Yeah. He's as, he, he's as out there and as visible as a boy man could possibly be. I got rid of Ben's cap pretty quickly. I've noticed like, he hasn't been. He wears it to the gym, though. I saw it the other week. And forwards. Mostly it's worn forwards now. So you're 42 <laughs> Was years Was that a age. request that you popped in? Well, I just wasn't a fan. Yeah. We're going to talk about this on the show in a few weeks, actually. Interesting. Just boy men. Boy men that are still underlying bullies. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a trait of a boy. Mm, mm. Anyway, so I don't know what anyone's expecting, what kind of characters anyone's expecting to be on the, this, these kinds of shows, but I would imagine boy men. men. And boy men, we mean boys dressed up as men. There are some really nice people on that show, though. All right. Well, we'll just keep that for another time. The guy, the Islander guy, I've forgotten his name. He's so nice. Oh, must be real memorable. I want to talk about Queer Eye. It's dropped on Netflix and it's changing our lives. Before we do that, don't we have to hear from the sponsors? Yes, please. Oh, Saturdays, sleeping in after having stayed up quite late, daydreaming, hitting the beach, all play and absolutely no work. Oh, and you know what the best part is now? You can capture that very feeling but for your skin because, you know what, your skin should feel as good as you do on a Saturday morning. Yes, which I think would be refreshed, happy, maybe healthy, definitely bright. You, yes. Saturday skin is developed to reveal your clearest, dewiest complexion. I love that word. Dewy. Dewy. Yeah. Dewy. You want your skin to be dewy, but not <laughs> too shiny. No, not too shiny. Because the Illuminator these days yeah, is no. really killing it. It's Now, nah, Sato yeah. Skin's got your back and your face, gal. Yeah. Because it is all of that just packed into one bottle. Yeah, a weekend in a bottle. Make every day your Saturday by using Saturday Skin. Big shout out to these guys who have gotten behind us on our very first month of launching our pod channel. Yeah, it is available at my or you can hit up SaturdaySkin.net and make sure if you do use the promo code TG for your 10% discount. Oh, guys. Oh, we're back. Uh, Now, Queer Eye was something that I did not discover myself on Netflix. Uh, I did see the email a few days later because I get these, as I was saying earlier in the show, those emails that say you will like this, Stacey, and they're actually, I think, the only spam email I get that I'm interested in. Do you know how many spam emails I have? Like from, for me to go through and unsubscribe to every single one would be an entire day's work. Well, I almost did that over summer. Half a day I went and unsubscribed to a lot. Yeah, because it's just blocking up crap. And then I realized over summer I didn't have that many emails. A lot of it was just shit. Talk to me about Queer Eye though because there'd be a lot of people going, hang on, wasn't that 10 years ago? Yeah, that's right. Now, I don't know if you guys remember Carson Creasley yes, who was yes, made yes. very, very Carson. famous from the show. But it was called Queer Eye for the straight guy back in the day. Now it's just Queer Eye. Cool. So basically the show is five gays 
that go in, bombard a straighty who hasn't got a lot of their shit together or needs a bit of a pamper. Mm. And when I say pamper, I don't just mean fashion. I mean in all parts of their life. They spruce them up and then they see what they can do at the end without them. I remember watching Queer Eye back in the day. I would have been pretty young. I, I don't know. I was a teenager. And I remember them going into some of their some of the dudes that they would, you know, do their projects on ep by ep would be like full on like from the deep south that have like never seen hair gel before. Well, Well, it was in New York. It's funny that you say that because that was a bit of the old episodes, but the the basis of the original series, Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, was actually based in New York. So a lot of it was just kind of dudes, maybe uni students or dudes that hadn't really grown up or dudes that just, you know, were geeks that didn't really have anybody over at their house and whilst there's maybe a couple in this series I think there's only seven or eight on that Netflix has dropped at once for the new series a lot of the focus in this particular revamp of this show is those exact characters where they're midwest kind of Mm. real red back like is it rednecks redneck characters and I discovered it one night when I came home, I was out and my boyfriend was in and he was on the couch and just was like, oh my God, Stace, Queer Eye's back. I used to love this show. It is really fucking good. And I was like, whoa, you're right into this. And yes. I mean into it, like yes. properly. And I and he was laughing and getting a bit emotional at the, at the makeovers. And really? it was really interesting. I was like, what is it do you think you love about the show? I mean, it's all men. Mm. And he was like, I just like that you see other layers of really straight, hard-blooded kind of, in some ways, very, I don't know, like set-in-their-way mm. kind of traditional blokes. Hyper-masculine. Yeah, yeah, in a way that I guess is a real kind of fake uh, a fake outfit as such. Mm. And it's interesting because I think um, the way that Ben connected with it was that he often – finds it really hard to connect with blokes that put up that facade. He goes deep. Because he's not a man and he... You wouldn't look... He's not a blokey bloke. Oh, I I think that's a real stereotype because I think Ben is quite a blokey bloke. He just likes deeper conversations. My definition of a blokey bloke is like a boys, the boys in the footy club with the wolf pack kind of... I think that's exactly why he likes his show though because no, that, that doesn't exist on its own. It does what do you not mean? exist. A blokey bloke like that, what mm. you describe, it doesn't exist because the character traits that my man has, mm. all of those blokes have, they just shut them down. And that's exactly what he was saying. It isn't, it's not an example where some guys are blokey bloke guys and they don't show emotion because they don't have it. And then there's other sensitive guys that are really great friends with gays and are really open. They all, all those character traits exist. There's just some that are being shone to the universe brighter than others. So Ben is confident in shining his feelings as well as the fact that he's a bloke and does, I don't know, likes fucking soccer, Mm. you know, those kinds of traits. Whereas these other blokes just choose to shine the blokier stuff, but this show cracks open that they're actually all very similar and everybody has feelings and everybody wants to be a better version of themselves. But these poor bastards have absolutely no idea how to because like what you just spoke about with this stereotype, that is who they're told they are and that if you are that, you don't show emotion. 
And that's exactly what Ben was saying. He loves the show because it breaks all of those down. Mm. And I spoke to my other mate about it, who him and his boyfriend are frothing it. And he was saying, and he's gay. They're both gay, obviously. And he was saying, I actually have grown up a lot out of this concept. The first series, I was really like, oh, eye roll emoji, another stereotypical version or display of gay culture where there's five really camp blokes that come in and make a straight guy look pretty. He's like, but this particular revamp of Queer Eye seems to really tug on the fact that that's not a bad thing, that people that are Mm -hmm. camp that want to feel good about themselves, maybe clean up their house and actually put on a nice suit to feel good shouldn't be necessarily a thing that's shone away to be the only thing they can do, but it certainly shouldn't be something that they shouldn't be out loud and proud about. Isn't this season a lot deeper? Well, yeah, and that's exactly what I'm getting at. I think it goes... On the emotional level. Yeah, but I think you got that with the other one, like it would crack through because this is the thing. All of those things look like their face value type of changes. Like you put a makeover on your Mm. couch and your lounge room and your bedroom so you can invite women over if you want. You put on a new outfit. You learn how to properly shave. But it was so interesting seeing this massive bloke, this real cowboy. I think one of the guys who was black on the show said that as he was driving in, he was really nervous because I think maybe there'd been clips of him uh, not always being very polite to all races, mm, i.e. Okay. a racist. Yeah. And, you know, they were able to crack open the fact that a lot of that is show. A lot of that is this idea mm. of the way men believe they should be. And then it's even surprising to watch the straight guys be surprised at how they can connect to the gays. Mm. It's just It just absolutely pulls down all of these different walls that I think – we could never relate to. I feel like men predominantly have them up between each other and they've got these ideas of I sit in this exactly as you said earlier, this blokey blokey kind of phenomenon or this blokey blokey uh, costume. Therefore, my boyfriend couldn't be classified as a blokey bloke because he's obviously a sensitive new age guy. So he sits over here and then they all just sit around in their own groups Never really mingling because that's just the way they think it's supposed to be. I wonder if there's a conscious like this is a massive stereotype. But I wonder if there's a consciousness of that. You know what I mean? Like for I know we're talking about quote unquote that blokey bloke. The stereotype, as you were just explaining before, doesn't really exist. Everyone's all the same. It's just a matter of what you project into the world. Mm. But I wonder if there's a conscious because I'm not a bloke. I don't know. But I wonder if there's a consciousness among men that portray that self that you know that small section of themselves to the world that that they know what they're doing they're only showing 15 percent of themselves and hiding the rest because that would be awful that would be an awful place to be I think it's interesting too because my friends that are a little bit more in touch with their emotions or more confident bringing them out I'm not just talking about Ben but I've got a couple of guy mates Mm. as well and often they're the friend that the other blokes will open up to. Right. But then when they're all in a pack mentality, yeah, yeah. they will then go into this blokey situation and kind of pretend that those conversations with those particular friends, i.e. the sensitive guys or the guys that just are in touch with the way they feel, though it's almost like those relationships are hidden. So they're yeah. like secret conversations. Yeah. And it works. It's so interesting to watch And it would be so confronting to the blokes that therefore have those relationships almost in secret, kind of like it would feel if you were, you know, if you weren't out or there would be some kind of part of yourself that you're hiding. So many men are hiding that part of themselves. Mm. And that's why, well, with Ben, that's why I get really defensive of 
calling him not a blokey bloke, it's like what? Because he is able to communicate about how things make him feel. Mm. It's ridiculous. Mm. The interesting dynamic and I think the interesting thing that I found talking to my my mates about it who are two, uh, who are guys and a gay and my partner who is straight but i think they were they're also fascinated about the guy catch up between this show in this show yeah. the fact that there's six men and no women because often those conversations will come out if a woman's there or if mm-hmm. the girls are talking or there'll be a guy going oh how do you feel or that made me feel this one day or or there'll be a group of blokes and one of their girlfriends is there and then the, the conversation opens more but what's fascinating about this show is that there is no women there to see them have these kinds of openings together without chicks. How amazing that it would be like almost a domino effect. Like if there was a group of 10 blokes and they are, they're all feeling the exact same, that they're like, oh, I can't show my fucking emotion to Billy because you'll think I'm a, you know, weak, whatever. It's so weird that you said Billy because did you know that I was thinking that as him as my friend? No. Like when I was talking about oh, my friend no. before. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's funny. Yeah. Well... It would be like a domino effect. The moment that one one guy is a bit like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I've been feeling pretty flat actually, Billy. And like it would just make everybody in the group. It would be almost like a written invitation to be like, you can be your true actual self around, like within amongst this group of us, amongst think, our friends. Well, I think it can be, but I also think that blokes work in pack mentality. So it is really often the majority rules. So you'll have one, maybe two guys in a group of 10. But if there's eight that are fairly, no one's really bowing down to that kind of conversation, there's a really good chance that then that blokey behavior or that part of the conversation isn't invited. And often those other people would feel ostracized. And I think that's where we're getting to as well now. It's not actually, what's fascinating about the show has been that the, the culture and our community has changed. So we do look at these men now as six men on television. Mm-hmm. Five of them happen to be gay. One of them happens to be straight. But we do have a different view, I think, than when we saw the first one where it was more about a show of gays and a straight. Yeah. Now the show seems very clearly about different kinds of men. Their gender is obviously a part uh, – sorry, their – Sexual preference is obviously still a part of it, mm. but it certainly doesn't feel like the same focus the first the first show had. It's pretty amazing that show. Mm. Like that there, like because I was just thinking about it. I'm well, like, how is there not I was more? just thinking. I was just about to say out loud. Are there are there any other shows like this for dudes that are maybe feeling a bit trapped in that? I've got to wear this kind of blo- this costume, puff up my chest a bit, which we've all seen with partners and brothers and our, even our parents or whatever. Like I can't think of another show that focuses, you know, mainly on men and that kind of Well, both way. Ben and I were in tears and Ben was really emotional about mm. it because I think he often, he can't handle that bloke pack mentality. Mm. The second that that happens around him with his friends or in work situations or other, He's he out. shuts down. Mm. He bows out. I'm tapping out. Like I've got no time. Um, and I've seen it with him. It's actually a really clear character decision or a real, not character, but it's just a real clear decision. So it's, it's, 
It's great. It's really great. And I think it is poignant now. I think it's shot really well. The characters are great. The new cast uh, includes five guys, Bobby, Anthony, Jonathan, Tan and Caramo. Caramo maybe is how I say it. I don't know. Mm. Jonathan's kind of well-known. Our manager was actually saying a couple of days is ago he, he has, yeah, he has mm. a podcast called Just Curious. He's the grooming guy with the really long hair, super camp, but he's so fucking mm. funny. Um, and they're just the best. It's just the best. You've got to watch it. Where is it on? Netflix. Okay. Got that. Yep. I thought you were going to say Foxtel. No. If that was the case, I'd have to come around. I think there's only, I mean, like not many people have Foxtel anymore. <laughs> like the amount of people that have spoken about Queer Eye couldn't have been on Foxtel. Oh, true. It's quite sad, isn't it? Yeah. It's expensive. Well, do they still have to come around and do that little box in your house? Um, or was that the old so. days? No, you can get an app. Remember now. that? Yeah. Remember that? That was the coolest thing. No, in the it's 90s. not. No, you no, have no. to carry them around with you. I ended up having three or four boxes in the nineties and the two thousands. If you like, that was so cool. If you're like, we're getting Fox Cell today, and then the ins- installation man would have to be coming around, and you have this cool little magic black box. Well, I only thought that black box was cool when you could record. That was a life changer, mm. which I still think is actually the probably one of the biggest assets of that freaking box. We only, we only you can record it. television without a VHS. Optus had their own version of that cable. You oh, know, my auntie more channels. has Optus. It was like the POV version back in the day. Yeah, she's got, she's got And it. then it got taken off because we're watching too much TV. Oh. It's like, what's the point of ha- That's why you pay for it. Optus, yeah. Just never had the shows you actually <laughs> that wanted. Was yeah, that was shocking. We're only allowed to watch educational things and as if. You just want to watch cartoons. I was eight. What were your parents trying to do? <laughs> like what? It's so interesting. <laughs> educational. Like what was educational on Optus? Oh, play yeah. school or, you know. Play school at eight. <laughs> oh, yeah. I watched play school really late because I was the oldest. And um, That's just, that, this explains a lot. Do you reckon? Because I would often do the craft things because my younger brother is seven years younger than me. So he'd be little and I'd be still rocking. <laughs> I'd be rocking play school at 10, babes. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> And on that note, we're not going to make some paper mache. Oh, no thanks. I'll pass. We'll be back next week. The Thinker Girls 4-1-1 drops weekly. Uh, next week, we have Melissa Ambrosini, who is on the show. She's the author of Mastering Your Inner Mean Girl and has a brand new book called Open Wide. She'll be joining us on the Thinker Girls pod channel next week. We cannot wait for you to hear this episode. It goes oh, deep. Oh, it is a banger. It's all about deep relationships. Yeah. You can get all of the episodes um, from the last couple of weeks at Spotify. You can subscribe on iTunes uh, or of course stream at thethinkergirls.com.au till next week please do throw us a bit of a subscribe and review the show if you're liking it it really does help in making sure that we get out to as many people as possible till next week bye love this podcast but you want to chat about it more make sure you go to the thinker girls on facebook uh, that's obviously us and insta because that's where we're going to be continuing this convo with you posse yes we want to know what you think posse so every week we'll be breaking down our podcast content across social media so you have an opportunity to share your opinions plus we're on insta stories every damn day so you get to come along with us for this crazy tg ride yeah merce head to facebook instagram snapchat or even twitter to find us This podcast is brought to you by Frank Strong's Craft Brewed Alcoholic Lemonade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 